Hi, friends. Welcome to Your Life, Your Story. I'm your host, Jill O'Boyle. This podcast is all about turning your battles into breakthroughs and helping you rise up. Perhaps you feel stuck. Life feels heavy right now. You want to numb the pain with all the wrong things in life just to get by. But could your battles in your life actually be perfectly placed in your life for a reason? Could you use these battles as your breakthrough? On this podcast, I will uncover how you can do just that. Not only will I share my personal story, but I am honored to have some amazing guests on the show who are opening up about their life and the battles they have gone through. But through faith and God's calling, they didn't give up. They're now living their best life. And here's the thing. So can you. So if you're there, you're ready to let go of the chains and discover freedom on the other side, then join me inside and let's rise up together. Hello, everyone. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about freeing yourself from the chains, the chains that have been holding you hostage and how you can get unstuck. I'm stuck and I can't get out. Yes, you can. Put on your big girl panties and let's dive in. So here's the deal. Are you physically stuck or you're mentally stuck? Many times we are not physically stuck. I mean, someone's not physically tying you up, right? But we're mentally stuck. We have trapped ourselves into our minds. We let our head take over and start filling us with all kinds of chatter and lies. We talked about this on the previous episodes. But the good news is we can get unstuck. You can use the phrase stop, drop, and roll as a quick phrase when you start feeling like your head is paralyzing you yet again, making you feel like you are physically stuck. In elementary school, we learn the stop, drop, and roll and how to escape a fire. Are you feeling like you're in a fire right now? I know for me, I felt like that before. I felt like I was in pure hell. My life was on fire. I couldn't find my way out. The flames were so high, the dust of debris covering my eyes, blinding me for so long that I didn't know which way was the way out. Why didn't I go back to my elementary days? Why, did, why couldn't back then I remember, oh yeah, just stop, drop, and roll, Jill? I didn't because we don't think in that sense when it takes over our mental side. Physically, that makes sense, but mentally, how do we do that? Well, I'll share with you on this episode just how that metaphor can really start to change your life and really get you unstuck. In episode three, I shared with you the uncovering of my affair and what led me to the point, the point of being stuck in a situation that I just couldn't get out of. The affair was uncovered. My life was over. But was it really? Or was it just the beginning of something perfectly placed in my life for a reason? We can choose to look at the negative outcome. It's really easy to do when you're in the burning fire that I was in or that you might be in. Or you can look at the positive outcome. Much harder to do, but this will set you free. For me at that time, I chose to look at the negative outcome filling my head with the worst possible scenarios that could happen. So for a few months, we did what any couple would do. We talked, tried to figure it out. How are we going to deal with this? How do we move past this? Do we stay together? Do we separate? Do we go to marriage counseling and try to make it work? We chose the marriage and counseling option. And although I do agree with marriage counseling, you both have to want to make it work. You both have to be willing to put in the effort to be open and want to mend the relationship. 
I'll be honest, at the time, I didn't see the point in marriage counseling. I had already filled my head with all the lies of how it wasn't going to work. I would go to counseling, but I wasn't actively wanting to be there. So guess what? It didn't work. In my head, all I could think about was how hard it would be to make the marriage work. Forever, I would have to be on a leash. I would have to check my phone constantly. He would never be able to get over it. He would continue looking at my phone, not trusting me. It was just going to be a draining battle of trying to make the marriage work. It's just easier to just not try. Those were the thoughts going through my head. Well, here's the thing. It does take time to heal, for sure. But it's 100% worth it. In my one-on-one coaching with my clients, I provide these tools so that it's not a long battle. I provide the steps that we followed in our recovery that can help you in a tremendous growth in your marriage. So if you are in a situation like this, um, go to the bottom of the show notes. There's a link to my website there. I would be happy to help give you the tools that I use and lessen the time of the battle. Um, Okay, so just a side note, but here's the thing. What you focus on expands. If you're going to fill your head with lies, reasons it won't work, then guess what? It's not going to work. If you can change your mindset, if you can start to focus on the reasons it will work, it will work. This is proven science. What you focus on expands. I had to learn this over time. I didn't have this knowledge back then. So I continued down the path of focusing on all the negative side of things, of why it wouldn't work. Instead, I should have been focusing on all of the positive side of things, why it would work, and not only why it would work, but how crucial it would be for our children's lives. But at that time, I was in denial. I was in denial that I could stay in a marriage after the things I did. I was convinced that Jack would never forgive me, and our life would be on instant replay every day, every hour. And due to that fear, I pushed to end our marriage. Deep down, knowing that's not what I wanted. I felt I needed to owe it to Jack. I felt as though I needed to own up to what I did and let Jack go. A sense of me didn't want him to have to deal or live with the pain I caused him. And that if I would just go away, maybe that would help him. And that was quite the opposite of what Jack and I needed during that time. However, my stubborn-ass self continued to push for that. And even though all the signs were there for me to stay, I pressed on. Not listening. Not listening yet again. And I did move out. I found a three-bedroom condo about 10 minutes up the road from the house we live in. And it was the perfect condo in the sense that I could still shuttle the kids to and from school, still be in the same proximity for the kids. And I had all these signs showing me that I shouldn't get this condo. But I continued to not listen to those signs, and I continued to press on. And so in episode two, I talked about heart overhead. Your heart, your intuition, and God will always give you signs and clues to follow, but you have to be paying attention. I had to try three times to get this condo that I desperately wanted so bad. They required a cashier's check to put a deposit on the condo. So I tried going to one place. They didn't offer it there. The next day on my lunch hour at work, I went and tried another place. Unfortunately, the the line was so long 
that I, I couldn't stay. So I tried the third time. At that place, they didn't allow cashier's checks in that high dollar range. So finally, fourth try, I was able to get the cashier's check. And I was determined to go straight to the place and deposit it. And so with determination in my mind, I picked up my two-year-old at the time and we headed to go drop it off, only finding out that the rental agency was not right here in town, but a solid 45 minutes south of Indianapolis. So with a cranky two-year-old in the back seat and rush hour traffic, I persisted on, determined to get this cashier's check in the Dropbox that night so that I could claim this perfect condo and get on with my life. The way that Jill wanted her life to go back then. And again, all the signs were there. Like, it took me three times. No, four. It took me four times to get this cashier's check. But yet I kept pressing on. It was like God was saying, okay, fine. Go waste your money, Jill. I tried to stop you. I tried to warn you. Do it your way. So I did. And I got the condo, and it was mine. And in in May of 2018, I moved out and moved into this condo. And what's funny is when I say I moved out, Jack and I really never separated. The good news is God had a better plan on my life. He was trying to show me that with the signs. And so God started working and moving into Jack's heart. And even with all the hurt and sadness, Jack wasn't going to let me walk out that door. Thank you, Lord, for his love and continued push to keep what he knew was an amazing relationship, marriage, and family. So although we lived in two houses, we found that we still would meet for dinner through the week. We tried to make it the best situation we could for the kids. But there was one day when I was alone. There was one day when I was in the kitchen by myself. Jack had the kids that night. And I was standing in the kitchen making dinner. And I just dropped everything I was doing. And tears filled my eyes. And I just looked up and I said, I can't do this anymore, God. Let me know the path I need to go. I surrender. Do I stay here and go through the divorce? Or do I go back home? And in that moment, I had an overwhelming presence that took over. And an immediate feeling of just pure calmness. And so I went to bed and I woke up to a vivid dream. The dream was a black wall with large white letters with the word trust. That's it. A black wall, big white letters, trust. And I woke up I reflected on that dream, and I knew instantly what that meant to do. I instantly knew that God was telling me to go back home, get my life in order, and trust him 
trust the process. So I terminated my rental condo early. I was able to get out of the year lease that I signed up for back in May. And I was back home in my house with my family a short seven months later, right in time to celebrate the Christmas holiday. And since that day, God has been moving in our lives. We have made our faith a priority and choosing God first. Our faith has grown so strong in these past three years. When quarantine for other families may have felt trapped, it was such a blessing in disguise for our family. The year of 2020 was a complete restoration of our, of our family, of the time spent with my family. It was the time that I longed for. My corporate job was in trade show and events. So guess what? There was no none of that happening. So the trade show and event world went dormant, which finally allowed me to be in the presence of my family. And we all know that that went on for some time, living in close quarters with the family. And I know for some that was devastating times. And it, and it was for sure. But for me, I needed that. I needed that break from the corporate world. I needed the workload to stop. And I needed, more importantly, the time spent with my family. A huge wake up for me. A huge beautiful blessing for me. The world was able to get quiet so we could get unstuck. And once it did, and I started to make myself a priority, healing a priority, God a priority, my family a priority, opportunities started opening up. That's when I found my own personal life coach. See, the thing about life is we think we can do it all by ourselves, but we can't. There is no I in team. We've heard that phrase growing up. In order to help yourself, you need a team to lift you up. You need the help of others. People who have life experiences, people who have went through a battle or experience and can help you because they have been there too. That's why I'm so passionate about what I do now in this world. Because I bring my own life experiences into the situation to help you. I mean, let me ask you, would you rather pay someone who has just read all the books and the collateral on a certain topic? Or would you rather pay someone who has done the work, they've lived it, they've breathed it, they've been there, they've gone through it? For me, I don't want the person who is just a salesperson, who took all the right courses and read all the right books. I want the person that has compassion is understanding, loving, non-judgmental, and is there because they genuinely care and they want to help me. They have found their purpose. They've found their purpose in their life, and you know it by the way they show up for you. So for you, what battle are you going through right now that you need a breakthrough on? You need to get unstuck. You feel as though you're living, breathing hell. You're stuck in the fire. Well, if you're there, guess what? I have great news. We're going to apply that elementary stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Here's what I want you to do. Every time you start feeling 
that mental shift in your mind, you start feeling physically stuck. You're not, you're not physically stuck, but you can still apply the same stop, drop, and roll. So one, stop. Stop trying to do it by yourself. Are you trying to do this by yourself? Well, stop. Change your perspective. Are you thinking you're never going to get out of it? Because guess what? You won't. What you focus on expands. Reframe this moment and remember it. Reframe it to say all things work together for good. Whatever battle you're going through, Scripture tells us, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good according to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I had to trust that. I had to remember that scripture verse. When I was in that condo and I was in that kitchen and I dropped everything and I said, God, I surrender. I can't do it on my own anymore. You know, maybe maybe this is just a setup for a comeback. Why don't you look at it like that? Stop looking at the negative and start realizing that this setback, it's not a setback at all. This is just a setup for your comeback. Boom. Is that good? Is that good? That is so good. This is not a setback at all. This battle you're going through, your spouse leaving you, this cancer diagnosis, it's not a setback. Oh, no. Get ready. It is your setup for a comeback. So one, stop. Find the help reach out and reframe it. Reframe it that it's all going to work together for your good. Number two, drop. Drop your ego. Drop your ego and your pride. Quit thinking you can do everything by yourself. Invest. Invest in the resources. Invest in someone who has been in your shoes before. That's why a life coach is so important. Many times, life coaches have went through a battle of their own, and that's why they get it. And they're here because they genuinely care. So invest in a coach, and that will help you see it so clearly. You know, I hired my coach in 2021, and at that time, before that, I had no idea what a life coach was. No idea. I found her on a podcast listening to her. And I was like, wow, this girl is resonating with me. And so I hired her in October of 2021. And in a short eight weeks, I knew exactly what God was calling me to do. And in a short 12 weeks of working with her, I quit my corporate job and started my own business as a life coach, as a motivational speaker, as a person who is destined to help lead and others through battles, destined to help people live their life true to their calling. Oh, it fires me up inside. I get so excited about it because so many of us go through life just not knowing. I mean, I was there. I was there. I had no idea that there was help out there. I wish I would have found my life coach 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So let go of your ego. Stop living in fear. A wise man, woman, seeks to understand, not be understood. 
They gain perspective from others, not on their own beliefs and understanding. That's a powerful statement. Stop living in fear. Seek to understand and not always be understood. Let go of your ego. Gain perspective from others and not your own understanding. Okay, number three. Number three is roll. I need you to roll past that memory. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Roll on by. Move past that memory. Move past that hardship and that hang up. You've got to let it go. If you don't let it go, it's going to eat you up. You're going to be there day in, day out, wondering why you haven't let it go, why you haven't moved on, why you're still stuck. If you want to get unstuck, you got to roll. Stop dwelling in the past and look to the future. Think of it like this. Think of a rear view mirror. You're getting in your car. You start driving. And instead of looking forward, you just keep looking in the rear view mirror. You're just driving along, looking in your rear view mirror. What's going to happen? You're going to crash. You're not going to see what's in front of you because you keep looking behind you. Your life is the same way. You want to stay stuck in the crash, in the trauma? Well, then keep looking in your rearview mirror. That's, a, that's going to get you nowhere. So get in the driver's seat of your life and look ahead. I want you to go full speed ahead. Because here's the thing. You can look back in that rearview mirror. You can look there. I want you to look there, actually. Look there and get a glimpse. Gain perspective. See where you've been. And then say, I've been there and I'm not going back. And then turn your eyes back to the front, back to your future, back to your destiny, and see how God is moving your life and using your story as a legacy. And then you're going to start noticing when you start opening up about your story and you start sharing your life with others, you're going to start noticing how other people are reacting. And in my situation, there were many people that had no idea of my affair. And yet I would find that God kept bringing people to me. They would start opening up to me. They would say things like, you know, gosh, I'm just in a rough spot. I wish, I wish my marriage could be like you and Jack. You guys are just great. You're just happy. You just seem to have it all together. And I was like, uh, excuse me? My marriage? And so I could have played it small and said, you know what? Thanks. Yeah, we do have a great marriage. You know, I could have gave them some advice and left out the raw material, the truth. I could have been like, you know, yeah. I will, um, I'll, I'll give them some pointers, but I'm not going to say that I had an affair. I mean, they think my marriage is great. No. No, I didn't do that. You know, one by one, people kept coming to me and opening up. And so I started sharing with them, letting them know that, you know what? Our marriage wasn't all peaches and roses at one time. I stepped out on my marriage. Jack and I actually went through a pretty long battle. I had an affair. You know what they said? Wow. 
I would have never known that. Wow, thanks so much for sharing that. It's comforting to know that I'm not all alone. You know, it was in those moments when God continued to bring people to me who didn't know our story that I realized there is power in opening up. And it's what led me to be a life coach. I realized that there was so much freedom when I could open up to others and say, you know what? You're not alone. I'm here for you. I got, you got this girl. So stop living behind the lies and be vulnerable. Be real. Be humble. So many lives are portrayed as perfect on the outside. We see it constantly in the scrolling of social media. Guess what? All those lives are not perfect. They are just hiding behind a screen, comparing their lives to others. Grass isn't greener on the other side. I'm just saying. So roll. Roll. Roll on with your life. Take this setback as a setup for a comeback. Be proud of your story. Own it. Share it. It most likely is your legacy. It's your gift to use to light up this world. It's a fire that once felt like burning hell. But now, for me, that fire lights me up inside. I can't contain the fire now. I want to spread more and more and more of this to anyone who wants to lend a listening ear. I just have a passion to help people, to wake people up. And I hope for you that if you're hearing this and it's resonating, don't only just hear it for your own ears, but share it. If this message is inspiring you, then share it with a friend, a relative, a coworker. It's my mission and passion in this life to help others. And I can only do that by the help of others, you. So if it resonates, roll it out. Roll it out to all your peeps. And if I can serve you in any way, let me know. I would love to help you in my one, one-on-one coaching. I also have a, my Rise Up program, which is a group coaching program. I'm also a motivational speaker. So if you think I could be an asset to one of your events, conferences, or public speaking engagements, reach out. I would love to be there for you guys. Let's see how we can help each other. Okay, so apply the stop, drop, and roll. Anytime that you start feeling like you're getting stuck, I want you to get unstuck and apply the stop, drop, and roll. So stay tuned. New episodes are featured every Wednesday, and episode five will be focusing on changing your mindset. Change your mindset change your life. You don't want to miss it. Okay, friends, that is it for today. If you like this episode, please give it a like and share it with a friend. To make sure you stay up to date and never miss an episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. I love helping you rise up. Until next time, go out and make it a great day.